Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Hello, me darlings. Welcome along to episode 14 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Before we kick off, I want you to imagine we are all sitting around a piano with the beautiful music playing and the log fire burning, keeping us all nice and toasty and warm. What drink and snack have we got, Kath? Well, I think we should all have a coconut vanilla latte because I don't drink coffee at all, but this one I make an exception for because it is delicious. I don't like coconut. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just creamy. It doesn't taste much of coconut. Look, this is my drink. Go with it, please. In fact, I'm not staying by the piano or the toasty fire. I'm off to bed. Oh, you've got a sulk on. Yes, I have actually, because it's my drink. You ask me what, and then you just insult it. Well, I've got something that might tempt you to stay because the snack I'm going to get out is some honey roast peanuts. <gasps> All right, I'll stay. You're forgiven. <laughs> It's so good to have your company for this episode of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. We're on 14 now, you know, Ames. I can't believe it. In this podcast, we celebrate the many, 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 many things that we get wrong, especially Amy. It's true. And we also try to work out how we survive life. And to be quite honest with you, if you haven't figured this out by now, it's actually quite difficult for me and Amy. You need to marvel at how we make it through even a single day. Most people wonder how we get by without a carer. I wonder that also. I need to know, Kath, how has your week been? Horrendous. <gasps> What's happened? I've had a really bad time this week. Okay, well, I need you to know that I'm here for you. Oh. I'm supporting you. I'm standing by you in this. Oh. And together we can get through anything. I'm really proud of you. You're being brave. What's happened this week that's made you so upset? So we were all measuring ourselves in the kitchen the other night because I just was curious about how tall my youngest son is growing. He's literally not stopping. He's six foot two now. He's 16. Wow. So I measured myself, you know, just out of curiosity. And I am five foot ten. You are? No, I'm not. Hang on, what do you mean? I've lost three inches of height. I'm now five foot seven. (laughs) What is that all about? I can't believe it. You're shrinking. I've shrunk three inches. That's not just a little bit, is it? That's three whole inches. That's ginormous amount of shrinkage. This is massive news. I mean, I'm five foot two and you're always teasing me about my height. There's only five inches between us. Oh, that can't be right. No, 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 no. You are a little munchkin. You're going to have to start taking tips from me about how to manage as a short person, (laughs) how to cope. I don't want to take tips from you. If I have to start using steps to reach things, that's it, mate. I'm gone. Listen, we can both celebrate the fact that we can't reach the top shelf together. I don't want to. This means that you're getting old because you shrink, don't you, as you get older. What happened to all the I'm standing by you, I can't care about you now you're just being awful i just love the fact that you're shrinking and you're coming down to my height <laughs> it makes me feel better it's another thing of aging everything goes south and you shrink 
Brilliant. How about you? Let's get on to you now because I'm getting upset about my height. How's your week been, darling? Well, a little concerning, I'm not going to lie. I fancied a bit of zhuzhing in the front room. Zhuzhing. Oh my goodness. Why can't you say anything properly? It's zhuzh. Okay, well, what you just said. (laughs) Fancied a bit of that in my front room. I've had curtains there for 20 years. I mean, we've taken the curtains as we've moved from house to house. And I thought, you know what? We need something different. So, so a bit of tartan has happened. <gasps> I love tartan. So do I. It was a sale. You know how I love a sale. She's tight. What this basically means is Amy is tight. She is so tight. She squeaks when she walks. <gasps> Well, they had cushions on offer. Buy these curtains and get these cushions at a reduced price. So I had to do it. I didn't feel I had a choice. And the cushions are gorgeous. So I removed every cushion that I had. And now we've got tartan cushions on. But that is not the issue. The problem is that my family have told me that I've got a cushion obsession. You have. Honestly, you need to address this, my love. I don't think I do. We go around home furnishing shops quite a lot because, well, we're old. You always go straight over to the cushions. You stroke them. You pick them up off the shelf and hug them. You make me stroke them and hug them. It is honestly and truthfully the first thing you go for. This just wasn't something that was in my awareness. Mm. So I don't know what I'm meant to do about this now. Well, perhaps we could start Cushions Anonymous and you could be like the first member. If anyone is like me and has an issue with cushions, I would love to hear from you because (laughs) we could share how we feel when we see a cushion. (laughs) We could come together in solidarity. Good for you, girl. Own it. I think I will. (laughs) Each week, we love to bring a confession. I say love. Most weeks, Amy makes me do it. But (laughs) this week, it's you. Sigh. Sad times. So we need a fanfare, please, darling. I just live for this fanfare. I want it when I get out of the shower, when I roll out of bed in the morning, when I've cooked dinner for my family. Oh, Amy, just stop and just get on with it. Come on, get it off your chest. Well, I love to wave at people. I know where this is going. Often I wave at people and (laughs) I get it a little wrong. (laughs) Often, it's not often, it's always. People criticise me for not being observant when I'm driving around in my car. I'm not talking about the road, I'm very observant, but I'm talking about other drivers. People wave at me madly when they recognise me and I just drive on by. Twice this has happened to us recently. Literally we were so close we could have touched faces. I waved at you and you completely blanked me. And then the second time I thought, there's Amy. I never wave at anyone I know, so you're honoured in that case. Ignore me again. Blank me. Drove straight past. Please don't take it personally i'm not looking in people's windows to see if i recognize anyone i'm concentrating (laughs) on the road do you remember that time quite a few years ago i used to have a thursday treat and get some croissants for my breakfast so you have to turn off right to go into the shop so there's a little lane for you so the traffic can still go past you and you pulled up alongside me (laughs) and were waving and waving and i completely ignored you making myself cry with laughter remembering this and you phoned me and had a massive go i've just been sat next to you for two minutes listen you were focused on that croissant i totally get it that's really tickled me i'd forgotten all about that so you've commandeered my confession a little bit but there we go 
It's just really funny. So if I do recognise someone, I like to wave at them because I think it's important. And I was driving down (laughs) the street. It was very quiet. It was evening time. And I saw this person in the distance and I thought, there's Barbara. (laughs) That is Barbara. I put my money on it that that's her. So I started to wave rather manically at her and she wasn't waving back. And I thought, I haven't seen this person in ages. You know, it's a new year. (laughs) It's lovely to see her. And here's a space that I could just pull in. So I pulled my car in. Oh, no. I wound my window down. (laughs) And I called to Barbara. (laughs) Oh, Amy. I said, Barbara, (laughs) Kiwi. It's so good to see you. Well, it wasn't Barbara. Oh, munchkin. And what's more, the person that it was did not appreciate a strange person (laughs) pulling their car over at the side of the road, waving manically and trying to grab their attention. Oh, poor Amy. You've done it again, but this time you've done it spectacularly wrong. Really horrendous. And I couldn't even style it out. No, you've got nowhere to go once you've pulled the car over, mate. So then I felt I had to do a massive explanation about how I thought she was Barbara. And now I realise that she's definitely not and I'm very sorry. No, it didn't go well. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I can remember another time and I'm your best friend where you were parked with your husband just enjoying the sea view and I walked past with my dogs waving at you and you said to your husband, and I am quoting here, who's that old man? (laughs) I did. I mean, what's the matter with you? It's a problem that I've got quite often in my local town. I think I've seen Susan Boyle. Why would you think that? Do you think I need to go to the opticians? You've been to the opticians and you've got a prescription for glasses. You've got the glasses. You never wear the glasses. (laughs) I think I need to go back. Kath and Amy. They're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. I'm not sure how observant you are today, Kath, but have you looked at the time? No. It's (gasps) 12.05. It's lunchtime. I need to let you into a little issue that both Kath and I share. I think we need to tell people. Absolutely, because I bet we're not the only ones. We get ever so hungry between the hours of nine and (laughs) twelve. Kath gets really hangry. I do. I can't control it. She gets so cross until she's eaten. Proper moody. So it's really important that we eat on time. But we make (laughs) ourselves wait, don't we? Yep. It has to be past 12 o'clock before we can eat. Yeah, because it's just weird if you have lunch at 5 to 12 or 10 to 12, isn't it? It's not right. So when I'm at Kath's house, it gets to about mm, 11.45. Off she goes into the kitchen to start to prepare so that we are eating bang on 12 o'clock. I can't help. It's something that is an obsession for me. When my daughter is around and she says, oh, it's not lunchtime yet. It's only 12. Lunchtime's about one. Oh, the rows we've had. Let me tell you, Amy, the (laughs) rows. We're going to have to speed this up because it's past your lunchtime. It literally is. So I'm going to have to go. (laughs) I can hear your tummy rumbling from here. Literally starving. Every single week, we love to bring you our favourite news story from around the world. It's something that's just made us smile. And we love to share it. So, Kath, what have you got for us this week? I love this. First dates. Let's talk about first dates, yeah? Okay. You might be a bit excited, a bit nervous. Will they be the one? Will we get on? What will we talk about? Will there be awkward silences? Well, one chap has shared a video of his experience on a recent first date. A video? Yes. It was a bit of a disaster, Amy, to be honest. What happened? Well, he was at the Shard in London and this video has actually been viewed more than a hundred thousand times. What? 
The video shows this couple on their first date on the 52nd floor of the Shard, the highest bar in London, just okay. so you know. But the issue was that fog had covered the whole of London. Oh. So they had no view whatsoever. I mean, that was meant to be like a showstopper, wasn't it? Look at the view. Look at each other and look at the view. Oh, I can't believe you brought me here. What an amazing experience. No, it was foggy. So nothing to see. One of the people who viewed this had left a comment and said, you've basically paid for a cafe with grey walls. He needs a refund. Honestly, maybe they could go back there for their 10th wedding anniversary. And it'll be foggy again. And it'll be foggy again. Well, my first date with my husband turned into a little disaster. He picked me up in his car and we were driving along and needed to get some petrol. So stopped at a garage and I can't really remember why, but there was a payphone right near this garage. I got out to pay with his money, you know. And the phone started to ring. What? So what do you do when a payphone starts to ring? Answer it. Exactly. It was a gentleman who wanted to speak to people that were much further down the road in a bus that had broken down. So then I had to hike it down the road to the bus people and get someone to come and talk to him on his payphone. Oh, you should have left it and not answered it. How about you with first dates? My first dates have always gone really well, thanks. Oh, of course they have. Yeah, you know, if you've got it, you've got it. Now, I do think that we need to reveal our word for the week, Kath. I love our word for the week. This is a challenge that we love to bring every single episode of our podcast. It's a word that we're resurrecting, we're bringing back into use, something that I think is actually a public service. A hundred percent. It's so important. We're resurrecting old English words. And I love it. We want you to take this word and slip it seamlessly into conversation with whoever you meet this week and do not not draw attention to yourself just give yourself an internal high five and move on with your week so i think we need a drum roll love come on then kath what is the word for the week it is a beaut it's foo-for-raw i like that yeah i know it sounds like a good name for a dog well foo-foo you could call it foo-foo you're always taking these words and saying they're good names for your animals yeah i'm just hankering after another dog so foo-for-raw means a fuss over something trivial okay stop creating a foo-for-raw so we could say that to the children when they're getting bored and climbing the walls Mm -hmm. it does trip off the tongue so come on can you slip our word seem into conversation and then we will salute you oh i love a salute as well as a fanfare and a drum roll i need to ask how did you celebrate the new year kath i don't celebrate new year i just don't see the point of it i go to bed it just doesn't do anything for me i'm just not bothered if my memory serves me correct didn't you have a night shift yes so you pick up shifts at work rather than yeah celebrate with your family yeah i love a board game i love games so much i hate games christmas is the one time that i'll play a game i can't stand them wow we are so different you know know. we're so opposite i've been looking at how different countries celebrate the new year oh go on then fill us in there's a couple i think that you could actually do in fact there's one you're going to love really yes in spain it's traditional to eat 12 grapes one at each chime of the 12 chimes on midnight to celebrate the new year choking hazard but this is the one i think you're gonna love in denmark people hold on to chip dishes glasses all year just 
for New Year's Eve. That night, they go around to the homes of friends and family and smash them against their front doors. The more shards you have on your doorstep the next morning, the more popular you are. That's ridiculous. That's basically people getting rid of their rubbish by smashing them against your door and making you clean them up. Yeah, but hang on. Think about this properly. This could be so much fun. I've always fancied chucking a load of plates and smashing them. So satisfying. And to get the opportunity to throw them at your front door, Kath. I can't think of anything better. Right, you dare. So look out 2021. You dare. I'm going to save them up as we speak. (laughs) And the last one that I'm going to share with you. In Johannesburg in South Africa, people like to start the new year without any unwanted items. I can understand that. They do this by throwing old furniture out of the window. Wow. I mean, who tidies it up? These people need to have a word with themselves. It's just basically littering on a grand scale. Can you imagine? You'd look out your window the next day and you'd think, oh, the neighbours didn't like their settee. (laughs) How weird. It's a little unusual, but there we go. So I'm wondering, Kath, you could start up your own tradition. What do you fancy, New Year? Instead of going to bed and being grumpy, what would you like to do? Leave and start a new life abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Always an option. Yeah, you know, that would make me really happy. I would miss you, though. I would maybe FaceTime you every couple of years. Okay. I think we should move on. That's made me feel very sad. Oh, I'm only being honest. So each week, I love to bring you my survival guide. I did, if you remember a few weeks ago, if you were listening, I did pass the mantle on to Amy and she failed dismally. I gave it a good go. You didn't. You failed dismally, my darling. And so as a consequence, you are never, ever going to be handed the response responsibility of the survival guide ever again (sighs) sorry there are some things that you're just not good at so come on then what is your survival guide tip for this week okay so eggs are good for your health yes oh they're so good for you but sometimes you can get a little bit bored how shall i have them scrambled poach whatever boring i've come up with an idea if you add some butter some chocolate some sugar and flour and then bake them not so boring ta-da and you can eat it every day i'm gonna take this tip and i am gonna bake myself a cake every day and eat it you see eggs aren't boring when you put a bit of thought into it and on that note can you actually believe it kath it's time for us to say goodbye already i can't believe it thank you for joining us for our 14th episode of an extortionate price of a fish pie. Together we embrace the challenges life brings, celebrate the mishaps and most importantly laugh together as we work out how to navigate this thing called life. So we bid you adieu my good friends. Say goodbye Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>